0: Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to Common Ground, our new streaming show brought to you by New Jersey 101.5 and a slew of advertisers you're going to hear from as we go through the show. Special location today. I am broadcasting live from the Bridgewater Manor in Bridgewater, New Jersey. Beautiful Somerset County. We've got a lot to talk about today. We just wrapped up our third sold out Women for Common Sense luncheon, another great success. We are seeing the momentum building. And as I've shared with you before, when we look at the numbers as far as what is happening in New Jersey and how fast we're growing as an organization now, 143,000 members of the Common Sense Club, I've said this over and over again that 7 out of 10 of our major donors are women. And that is an enormous number. You know, so many people talk about how politics is a male-dominated sport. And you know what? For many, many decades it has been. Um, but I will tell you this, that at least in New Jersey, women are standing up and saying, we've had enough. We've had enough of the interference with, gov- with government coming in between us and our kids, with government telling us that we can have nothing to do with what happens at the local boards of education and in the classroom. Government Lawyers actually suing school boards and calling out moms and dads who show up at these meetings as domestic terrorists. It's gone too far, not to mention the public safety issues that we face with rising crime. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. Now, what numbers Governor Murphy and his uh, henchmen in the AG's office want to spin? The reality is home break-ins are up. You're less safe in your neighborhood. And in part, it's because our government does not enforce, this is New Jersey now, federal detainer orders against criminals who are here illegally. It's completely outrageous. Do you know we've actually closed jails in New Jersey because... The governor, in his effort to keep New Jersey a sanctuary state, has forbid the local jails to earn revenue by detaining criminal aliens. It's absolutely outrageous. Another stat for you, why women are up in arms and angry. And actually, and of course it's not just women, it's moms and dads, it's people everywhere in between saying we've had enough of what's happening in New Jersey. 82%, 82% of the perps that are picked up by our cops after uh, allegedly committing a crime Get released that day. 82%. Bail reform is a complete unmitigated disaster, and it's made us less safe. Now, part of the problem is that the Republican Party in parts of our state have not stood up to the test of saying we've got to stand for good government. And in one of those places, Sussex County, and I'll get to Somerset County. and We're going to talk about uh, Women for Common Sense and why we're here. But in Sussex County, there were battles locally that I want you to hear about because even after you win an election— the fight is actually just beginning now joining me now Joe LaBarbera Joe is a veteran and he is the new county chairman in Sussex County Joe great to have you here how are you
1: good thanks for having me Bill so uh,
0: tell me first a little bit about Sussex County I think that the average person thinks that when they're like wait Sussex County where's that that's Mm -hmm. all the way northwest New Jersey uh it is a beautiful beautiful county I mean you've got skiing up there and fishing and rivers and the whole nine yards and it tends to be very republican but sometimes when you get uh, one-party rule, even if it's on mm-hmm. the Republican side, you get some problems. Tell me what happened in Hopat Kong.
1: Well, there's an old saying, iron sharpens iron. And without criticism and without debate and without good primaries— you don't really have the best candidates coming forward. So what we had happen in a PatCon Con is a group that lost the primary, didn't want to accept the fact they lost the primary, and they used every trick in the book. Basically, some of them that even didn't even look that legal to uh, try to subvert the uh, the people's will. Uh, and the fact that only did they lose, they lost big. They lost in the primary, and they got completely routed in the uh, writing campaign they did. And now they're trying to use procedure, and they're trying to use little chick, little. Uh, tricks of administration to try to strip the power of the oncoming mayor
0: and they've actually had meetings where they are trying to legally through in this lame duck period before they leave office
1: change the rules yeah they're trying to take away all the powers of the mayor and give it to the business administrator
0: but a couple hundred people showed up at the last meeting forcing them to shut it down
1: this was a true example of the people standing up for their rights it was glorious
0: let me ask you, what do you think is the biggest challenge in a Republican area like yours? How do you uh, get to the voters and increase that turnout? One of the things that we've seen in uh, in areas where it's purple and it's a battle, areas where it's blue and uh, in, in areas where it's red, Republican votes over, the I'm going to say, the last eight to ten years
1: uh, Steadily coming down, not, yes. not as strong, not turning out. Why? Well, in Sussex, we had a 2% increase, which was good. But ultimately, we need authenticity and results. A candidate's got to be authentic, and the people see through that. When you have 20%, less than 20% people coming out to vote, it's because they don't think their Republican candidates are authentic. First problem. Second problem is results. Just because somebody talks conservative and gets endorsements doesn't mean they're doing a good job. Whatever job a, a can, an, an office holder is in, they need to show that they're actually bringing home the bacon. How about young people?
0: We, we talk about, um, you know, that, that 18 to 29-year-old vote, uh, traditionally low turnout, yeah. and young people don't seem to be as inspired, if you're listening to pop culture, if you're listening to what the Talking Heads are saying, as inspired by Republican candidates. How are you going about focusing on bringing in those young voters? Uh,
1: you got to, you got to. I think authenticity is the key because uh, when you're young, like all of us were at one time, and some of us are still young at heart, you know, yeah, you you, you you don't you don't see the world in terms of the gray. You don't see the world in terms of the politics and the connections and all the things that older people will be will think are showstoppers. Young people are idealistic and they think with their a lot of times with their hearts, and uh, we need to we need to reach out to them and show that we're the way forward. How strong is the party that you took over? Is there a lot of rebuilding to do, or you're feeling pretty confident
0: going into the 24 election and then the 25 election?
1: We have two towns and two school boards to take back, and I feel very strongly we're going to do it to have a 100% Republican, conservative county.
0: That's incredible. Joe LaBarbera, thank you, and, and I appreciate your long service as a veteran to this great country. Um, last question before I let you go. Do, do you? Feel, I've been talking a lot about this, and I just wanted your take on it as a veteran, as a leader, mm-hmm. that... We are no longer talking about American exceptionalism in our classrooms. Yes, our kids yes. are taught that uh, our history is bad, that we, we're, we're just nothing but a, a racist country, that thankfully the liberal Democrats have come in to save the day. And we're, we're really teaching kids to, um, to be almost self-loathing Americans. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And well, this is this message?
1: is a result of uh, a long-standing uh, leftist movement in the country, based on Howard Zinn and the 1619 Project. Uh, I could add, live we could talk about this for a long time, but this one uh, piece of propaganda that the far left uh, and the old school Marxist Party made in America has really grown legs, and uh, we have to do everything we can to show that it's bad history. It's basically lies and propaganda, and that it's resulted in curriculums all around America that have yeah. been contaminating our our country. But
0: here we are, Sussex County, you're two towns away from a complete sweep. Yep, at that point exciting. we could, yep. Thank you, Joe. Great thank you, sir. Thank you for everything you do. Joe LaBarbera, uh, good guy. As you see, uh-huh. the Republican Party is the party of the future. And, and what I want to do, I want to bring in my next guest now, and I want to thank Joe for being here. Um, we, uh, we really have covered three major counties in New Jersey with this Women for Common Sense event at Somerset County Sussex County as you just heard in Bergen County I want to bring in my good friend Tim Howes who is the chairman in Sussex County I'm sorry in Somerset County sorry about that Tim if only right Um, and uh, Tim has been at this a long time in New Jersey and I I wanted to uh, bring him in to do a couple things number one talk about what I've been saying on the air which is one of my favorite stats that are the head oh that one has to flip Yep, flip up that way. Oh, yeah. And there you go.
2: We don't use those in the law.
0: No, that's it. And look, this is one of the sharpest minds in the legal practice in New Jersey. But he's got good news. A lot of people look at some of these counties, Tim, and they'll look at Somerset County and they'll say, well, you didn't win this district. <clears throat> Excuse me. You didn't win this countywide election. But seven out of ten voters in Somerset County live under Republican leadership.
2: That's correct. I, it, as I've said on your show before... Uh, Somerset County is like a good stake. It's red on the inside. Um, <laughs> I love we, uh, it. We continue to see that and it. And we you know, we picked up ground in Boundbrook. Uh, since I've been chair, we've net uh, gained 18 seats locally. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. We need to take the next step. We came very close to uh, pulling an offset off uh, in 2021. Uh, Amber Murad was one of our candidates. We outperformed our, our margins by 10 points. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 a D plus 10 county in the registration. What's what's the mood
0: like among Republican county committee members? Because I know a lot of people that came out of 2023. uh, Wow, that smarts. We lost. I have been out spreading the message saying, look, we we actually made tremendous gains locally. um, But that message did not necessarily resonate all the way up.
2: Well, we always we we're always enthusiastic because we do have that success locally, whether it be. Nick Cara in Raritan, who won with sixty-two percent of the vote. Colin Hickey, the Huge. same way. We've talked about both of them on the radio. So there is that grassroots enthusiasm because they know that we deliver good government and we get the word out and win those elections. And we know that at some point, uh, the we're you know maybe it'll be this year, maybe it'll be next year. We're going to win the start winning the county back.
0: Um, Bridgewater going to be a big part of that. Yep, big town in yep. Somerset County. Matt Mench convincing victory, re-elected as mayor.
2: Yep. D plus two in the registration. Think about he that. You won it by... Eight and a half points.
0: So think about that for a minute. Now, that is the takeaway. And I've been saying this, and Tim, you and I have talked about this. Uh, my audience is the largest in the state. You're talking to more than a million people, yet it's a third Democrat, a third Republican, and a third independent. The reality is the local common sense message resonates. Democrats can vote for a Republican, and locally they will vote for a Republican if you've got the right
2: message. Uh, yes, and, and that has to do, I mean, I hate to use the phrase, but common sense they want the, Or you love to use the phrase. I, mean, I don't know. It could be I either mean, way. It's, I mean, it's a good phrase. I'm a lawyer. I've got to be paid to use phrases. The, <laughs> the fact is that the, the unaffiliated voter, the, some Democrats do vote for us because of how we manage these towns. It's professionally done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have—you're north of Route 22 here. The people we have, when you, whether you're talking about Colin Hickey, Steve Parker— amber i mean amber's on a school board the other team doesn't have this talent that's why we will continue to win the unaffiliated win some democrats who might be voting for god bless him president biden uh you know we'll continue to do that because how we've governed
0: and that happened in raritan just real quick i only have about a minute left but tell me about raritan
2: raritan huge uh, win nick kara who became a councilman when he Mm -hmm. was i think about three years old (laughs) he's he was in his third term as council ran for mayor they found a really good deal on the old bank building. It was the old Raritan Savings Bank building, and they were going to spend. The original plan was going to be spend about twelve million dollars for the new municipal building because the police needed more space to protect Rayerton. They needed more space, so we need, we're going to move. So he we're going to move uh, the the rest of the government mm-hmm. over to Main Street, and he got that out there, and he's getting it done. And that's why in a D-plus-10 town, D-plus-10. D-plus-10 elected a Republican won, mayor. Won, Digest he, that for a minute. He won by 20, either 20 or, Nick, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I don't know the, remember the right yeah. number. And he did it, and he knocked on every door. And he's going to be replaced, um, you know, just as very forward-thinking. And his replacement on the council when he becomes mayor is going to be a gentleman named Umesh Agrawal. That's great. And we're very proud of both of them. And that's what we're about here.
0: It's, it's what you've done in... Somerset. It's what uh, Joe is doing in Sussex. It's building a bench for the future. And if you start locally, let's face it, we, 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 uh, we're old enough to know uh, that this was a, there was a time when we had a veto-proof majority in New Jersey with the yes. Republicans in Trenton. That went away, and one of the reasons is the Democrats started locally and built their way up. And now the reverse is happening, and we've got to get this done in the next year and a half. Amen. We'll
2: Amen. Well, thanks for having Thank me you, on, Bill. I appreciate it. Uh, it was a great day here.
0: Great to see you, Tim. Tim Howes, uh, Chairman in Somerset County I want to go off our script for a minute I want to bring Amber Murad in um oh thank you Sharon and you know Amber is as you know president of local school board Amber come on in you uh you are a uh, a shining example of what happens when a mom says I've had enough I'm gonna run So, first of all congratulations so you're now president of the school board tell me about your first entrance into politics
3: (laughs) i got (laughs) censured but yes it was uh interesting um the reason i joined was i wanted a better future for my kids and those around me and to me it's about the future how can i help set the foundation today that 10, 20 years from now, when my kids are out of school and college, that they have an opportunity to live in New Jersey in an affordable way. And like I said, I hope they can live down the street.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? And, and and speaking from my own experience, my wife Jodi and I, that's our goal. We've got our daughter living in London, our son living in San Diego. It would be nice to have them across the street, but we've got to fix it first. Sure. So uh, tell me what resistance did you have once you first got onto the school board? Uh, you got censured because they were mad that you were standing up against the sexualized curriculum.
3: And COVID policies, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, I think There's just so much that needs to be changed, especially when it comes to parental rights and transparency. Mm -hmm. That's lacking. Whether you take it from what the COVID regulations were for students and what the impact looks like today. For instance, we are at a fiscal cliff as a state when it comes to education. The S2 funding formula needs to go. It is not benefiting anybody. Mm -hmm. So as a school board president...
0: And it's abused politically. It is. So certain areas that didn't support uh, the current governor didn't get as much money. And what happens is they then stick that to the taxpayers. And the goal is to make sure the taxpayers blame local. Right. But it's not local.
3: It's not. statewide. It is statewide. And that's why schools like mine...
0: And what town? Wachung. You're you're in Wachung. Yes. So in Wachung... Relatively conservative it is. Uh, area, it's, right? We're,
3: we're a full uh, Republican yeah. committee on the borough council. We are a very conservative town, and but you
0: were still new to the process.
3: I was new to the process. Yeah. Yes.
0: What? What? What motivates you? My children. Yeah.
3: They do. Um, how every, old are they now? Three and seven.
0: So, you, you're you're at the start I of am? the school life that you'll have over the next, you know, ten, fifteen years, yes, this that, is when to do it.
3: It is. You yeah. can't wait until you're for, further down the road. Amber,
0: for our audience, um, moms like you who have never run before, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it because I know there's a there's a fear, there's a scariness, but was it as hard as you thought it would be? And what do you want to say to somebody right now who's watching saying, you know what? maybe I've got three-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old, 10-year-old, maybe I can get involved too. What do you want to tell them?
3: I want to tell them, don't be afraid. Get out there, have your voice heard, and be the champion that your children need. You'll always find support. I know I have, whether it's in my chairman and the people around me, Bill. And I always remember going back to what my parents would say, if these days don't last, then the other ones won't either. So, If today you think that it's fearful, remember that when you're standing up, that you are the voice for your children, for those around you that don't have one. You'll never find a lack of support. And if you do, you could always reach out to me, Amber Murad.
0: I love it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Amber, so nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, uh, what I want to do is turn to a little bit north of Somerset County uh, and a little bit east of Sussex County and turn our attention quickly to Bergen County. But first, a word from our sponsors.
4: Hi, Joe here from Guaranteed Service. There's nothing worse than having your furnace or boiler break down during a cold spell. That's why this is a perfect time to take advantage of our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up. Our 21-point checklist covers everything needed to keep your system running safely and efficiently. We'll even guarantee no breakdowns all winter long or your repair is free. So call today for our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up and you'll become a customer for life, guaranteed.
0: Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Like you, I am sick and tired of a culture of acceptance that has been beaten into us by Trenton politicians on both sides of the aisle. Accepting their higher taxes, accepting higher tolls, crumbling roads, accepting a radical school curriculum, accepting busloads of illegal border crossers, accepting prisoners being let out before they complete their sentences, and perhaps worst of all, accepting losing November after November. It is time to break the mentality of acceptance being pushed by Trenton politicians. We need to demand common sense policies and leaders who get it. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to our streaming show, Common Ground. With me, your host, Bill Spadia, brought to you by New Jersey 101.5. I want to appreciate uh, all the folks at New Jersey 101.5. Uh, Mike Brandt is here with us, brought the big yellow van today. We appreciate him uh, and uh, everyone that has something to do with getting our multiple platforms, of media off the ground every single day. We are speaking to the largest audience in the state, but that wasn't good enough. We're going to make it even bigger because we want to reach you on every platform possible to talk about how we save New Jersey. New Jersey is a great state. New Jersey is a place that is a beacon of hope for people around the world that end up coming here from all different countries saying, that's a place that I can raise my family, start my business, maybe even eventually retire. And what's happened is... The corruption at the top level, the top on down, from Trenton on down, the fact that they play politics with parental rights, they play politics with your money, they play politics with our patriotism, all of it has got to stop. And how do you stop it? You stop it from the ground up. It was something that I was having the conversation with uh, Tim Howes from Somerset County and Joe LaBarbera from Sussex County saying that, It's one thing to put all your eggs in the basket and say, wow, wouldn't it be great to elect a new president, to elect a new governor, and that person will solve the problem. Well, we have seen time and again over the past 30 years that that is simply not the case. And we are old enough, or I'll say I'm old enough to remember going back, as I said earlier in the show, to a time when the Republicans dominated both houses of the legislature, had a governor, literally a veto-proof majority, And what happened? Well, it was completely squandered over the past 24 years. And it was squandered because the Republicans took their eye off the ball. They thought it was all about moving up, all about ambition. No, it wasn't. It was about good government. It was always about good government. And now we're seeing that return. Now, joining me now, um, someone who is really an example of what it means to lead with good government. Her name is Stephanie Yang, and she is a council member in Palisades Park in beautiful Bergen County. Stephanie, great to have you with me. Thank you so
5: much for having me
0: here. Now, Stephanie, you, uh, Palisades Park is uh, an interesting town where you started actually on the school board. Right. Started fighting there and then fought your way up to council. Yes. I
5: started in 2007. I ran for the school board and it took me 10 years to become a school board, finally.
0: Wow. How many times (laughs) did you run?
5: I ran uh, five, six times. That
0: is fantastic. You yeah. never gave up. Right. No, Why were you up. so motivated to be on the Board of Education?
5: Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, education is very, very important for all of us our, in our lives. That uh, many, many immigrants, that they are uh, here only because they saw the great American education system, like my parents did. So they brought three daughters to America, so I came here in 1980. I was 19 years old. Wow! <laughs> and uh, I studied in um, America, and I went to college. And my what was sister- that
0: transition like? I mean, oh, you know, you're was- you're in, you're in your home country at 18. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. Life is right there. Was it, was it very abrupt and jarring? Was it something your parents had planned for a long time? What oh, happened? What was the catalyst?
5: Right. Um, as you may know, the Asian girls, they have to listen to their parents. So my parents <laughs> planned to go to America for my education and my sisters. So I actually went to NYU Stern. I studied wow. business. impressive. My two sisters went to Parsons. So they're artists. No kidding, and <laughs> that's great. So for my parents' side, you know, they kind of succeeded what they really wanted. And for me, I became the school teacher and I taught math and I was a, a counselor at the school and I did college counseling and I worked at the college as an admission director. So my second generation Asian Americans, um, it was my main agenda. And um, I told them to go into the mainstream and become, you know, get involved with the politics. And they said, I don't know how to. <laughs> so as a teacher, I just wanted to show the way. Yeah. But from the first year, um, the Democrat people blocked me to run. So, you know, for those 10 years, I was kicked out from the town. I had to move to another town. and lived there for four years. I came back.
0: Why did the Democrats not want you?
5: Oh, not only if uh, I was a Republican, uh, because I was a newbie in town, uh-huh. no one knew me, and then right. no, there's a there's an family. old boys
0: network. You know, <laughs> yes. you got to belong to the club first before right, they let right. you in. Yeah, um, that's what I think. How tough was it uh, on your personal life, your family? Uh, Be I mean, that's a that's a difficult road mm-hmm. over ten years to try to break into local politics. Why was it so important to you?
5: Uh, because uh, my personality, once I start to get into something. I really want to see the result, and I do my best. And I never ask my students, you know, why why are you failing or why you are not getting a good grade? I just always ask anyone around me, did you do your best? So That's great. So my motto of life yeah. is doing my best.
0: So you left the school board and you moved up to the council. What, what are you finding at the level of council? Is it more difficult, more challenging?
5: Yes, for 23 years. They only had Democrats in our town. There were non-Republicans. Non, um, wow. No kidding. So I made into the first seat as a Democrat, the Republican council in 23 years. And wow. I switched that year, last year, I switched one of uh, our Democrat councilmen into the Republican That's great. council. That's What was the
0: issue for them?
5: Oh. They, they were in power too long. and yeah. uh, You know, yeah. Right. So, they
0: get stale. They get old. They, oh, they get yes. stuck in their ways, the and they think town. their ways, uh, yes. it goes. Um, That's it.
5: All the things that yeah. every town faced a problem with yeah. happened in Palisade Park. So, <laughs> and this year, we also brought another um, the, the, Demo- the Republican council. Um, into the that's fantastic so you know congratulations
0: on that i I think that is absolutely fantastic uh you are a breath of fresh air and a representative of absolute determination courage and strength and i the town is lucky to have you uh let me ask you this though you you are you're on this path and you're very smart you're clearly a leader what's next
5: oh i really want to learn um the borough the town level of politics and all the administrative matters and going into the policy and ordinance and uh, learn very well at the small town level Mm -hmm. and going into the little bigger scope.
0: Hopefully a future mayor, maybe higher, maybe commissioner. Stephanie Yang, so nice to see you. (laughs) Thank Thank you for being here. Thank Um, you so much. what uh, What a fantastic person, what a great leader, someone that truly understands locally. What did you hear? Talked about learning the borough, learning the budget, learning the process. You know, politics is not about sound bites. It's not about one big issue and where you stand and let's divide between red and blue. No, it's about local, it's about people, it's about understanding what makes a town function you want to know why you've got potholes on your road because you don't have responsible local government you want to know why your taxes are too high because the folks in the legislature have failed for decades to wrap any common sense around school funding and it's now 60 plus percent of what's happening at the local level in your real estate taxes you want to know why things are bad and difficult and more expensive because your state government is completely irresponsible and morally bankrupt. And what we need is to get the politics out and the talking points out and get the practical common sense leadership in. Now one of the leaders moving us back to Somerset County, my good friend Rosie Thakar is here. Rosie, always great to see you. Thank you for Thank having me. Thank you for me. being here. Appreciate Thank it. You. So Rosie, you well, um, you came into this women for common sense movement like gangbusters. And now I'm, I don't know, and I don't want to insult anybody. Before it's possible, this sold out faster than the other two. I believe so. It's possible.
6: Yeah. So I'm thank biased, you for that. So I'll take thank
0: that. you. Let's talk about women for common sense and your role in Montgomery as a leader. Um, you, know, you and your your family. You're meeting your daughter, who's your, your traveling photographer. Fantastic. Yes. I need to buy that light. I need a link oh, to the light you she it. has on top of her phone. Um, and your great husband, Sipinder, uh, you, you've got a great family. You are really stalwarts when it comes to Somerset County. What do you see happening in the future and what role are young women in particular gonna play?
6: So I am doing this for the future generation, especially my daughter, and she knows this. There are so many things that bother us. You know, That's how I got into being the chairwoman. In my own hometown, There are sewer systems. There is uh, stuff happening in our backyard. Nobody wants to listen. We reached out to the mayor. My entire town reached out to the mayor, and guess what? She said, oh, nothing is going to happen. This is just HOA's problem, not my problem. She walked away. The very same evening, Ida hit, and most of the houses were flooded. So this is what's happening around the town. You have to choose the right kind of people, and you have to choose the right kind of uh, members of the society who are going to listen to you. My voice matters. My pain matters. My story matters. And I want to do this for the future generation.
0: That's great. It's fantastic. It's inspiring. Um, you know, I was talking with um, with our Somerset County chair, Tim Howes, earlier and pointing out that, that 7 out of 10, it's actually a little higher now. I think it's a, a, close now almost to 8 out of 10. We're almost approaching 75% of residents in Somerset County uh, living with um, uh, under Republican leadership locally. Yes. So, and Montgomery, I know, is a strong town. You've run a few candidates and they keep getting closer what do you see as the future of montgomery
6: so i do think uh, we can flip the seats and it's not just about putting a democrat on the seat or a republican on the seat we want to put the candidate who will listen to us who will fix what's broken and Mm -hmm. we see things every day every day and you know there are senior citizens who are worrying about what's going to happen to them we see the voting time they take away the voting machines more and more away from the seniors. So these are the things nobody's noticing. We need to fix that.
0: Wow. And uh, we need Republicans to vote.
6: We need Republicans to right? come out. Stop complaining.
0: You Thank just you. need to
6: come out to the voting booth and just come out and vote. And just in case if you think that your voice doesn't matter, every ballot, every vote, every single person that is sitting out there, I'm requesting you please on the voting day, come out and vote. Your vote matters. And if you're not able to come, then just sign up for VBMs.
0: Right. The vote by mail is not something to be scared of. Now, I do believe we have to change it. I believe we have to start requiring voter identification when you vote. I think we need to audit all 21 counties and sit down with the county clerks and make sure there's a chain of custody, make sure that the ballot drop boxes are monitored by law enforcement 24-7. There's a lot that needs to happen. However you got to vote. Eight out of mm-hmm. ten voters stayed home that in the 2023 correct. midterm elections. That is Inexcusable. That's why things didn't change. You know, the Republicans, for their part, lost five seats. Why? Well, because they spent more time fighting each other yes. after the primary was over yes. instead of saying we've got some good local folks here yes. and we can win. So, Rosie, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank, thank, thank you, you for being much. on our board for thank Women for, for Common Sense. And, and I've said this. I said this in my remarks earlier at the luncheon. Seven out of ten of our major donors are women. And in key areas in the state, even as a talk radio host, uh, where most talk radio hosts have an 80-20 male-female split, we're 50-50 in a lot of our core areas, and that's because women have had enough. It's time for change. Mm It is thank no you, longer
6: just bourbon and cigars. No, know? but... It is all about women. We can get the things Fair done. enough.
0: I, I think there are some women that will enjoy bourbon and a cigar. I think yes. it's just fine. We don't have to change the no, back don't room. change it, but at the same time, <laughs> women for common sense. I agree 100%. Rosie, thank you. Thank you very much. All right. I want to pause for a quick uh, word from our sponsor. As you know, I'll tell the quick story. Uh, my good friend Helmi at Guaranteed Service mm-hmm. is... Um, Uh, Unbelievable with the work that they do. We're proud to have them on board as part of the radio show and the podcast. Uh, Thanksgiving morning, we had a complete plumbing disaster within 90 minutes. Helming his team were there in the driveway solving the problem. I'll be right back.
4: Hi, Joe here from Guaranteed Service. There's nothing worse than having your furnace or boiler breakdown during a cold spell. That's why this is a perfect time to take advantage of our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up. Our 21-point checklist covers everything needed to keep your system running safely and efficiently. We'll even guarantee no breakdowns all winter long, or your repair is free. So call today for our $77 furnace or boiler tune-up, and you'll become a customer for life. Guaranteed. Hey
0: guys, Bill Spadia back with you. Great to be with you on our new streaming show, Common Ground with me. Bill Spadia brought to you by New Jersey 101.5, Townsquare Square Media, We appreciate all the support that we get from uh, management at Town Square and at New Jersey 101.5. Our goal, several fold. Number one, to build on the largest audience in the state and take that and say, you know what? We are going to expand to the streaming platform for one reason. We want to bring in our younger audience and we're starting to do that. It's growing very, very rapidly. We've seen tremendous exponential growth over the past year. As you know, with the Common Sense Club, we just launched Women for Common Sense today in Bridgewater, Somerset County. We had our third luncheon in a row. Three of three now sold out. They all sold out within a few days. So you want to stay in touch with what we're doing. Make sure you are on the Common Sense Club website, commonsenseclub.org. You can also find out about everything I'm doing, media, event, etc., at billspadia.com. My next guest... Uh, My next guest is uh, the mayor-elect in Hopatcong. Now, Hopatcong, if you're not familiar, is a wonderful town in Sussex County, New Jersey, Uh, just a wonderful place to live and work and raise kids. And it's dominated and has been for a long time by Republicans. Well... What happened was the Republican government decided they were going to stop responding to constituents. They were going to let things just kind of go because, hey, we're not afraid of the voters. We're Republicans. We're always going to win. Well, enter my next guest, who is the mayor-elect in Hopatcong, Marie Galate. And Marie's story is awesome. First of all, Marie, great speech today at Women for Common Sense. We're going to have that posted on all our platforms. Um, Tell me quickly how you got into this and, and briefly the story you told in the speech and I didn't realize this it was about the quality of water yes. in the town and the mayor's like eh, we're not gonna bother yes. telling anybody that we have a water problem exactly unbelievable
7: exactly we have 5,500 private well owners and when I reached <clears throat> out to him to tell him my story of what had happened he said I don't have to tell them anything and I thought to myself well I'm gonna tell them if nobody else is gonna tell them I will.
0: So a grassroots campaign on cleaning up the water. Absolutely. Did you ever think you would take that then to the next step? All of a sudden, now you're running against the guy?
7: No, no, no. <laughs> I never thought that ever. Actually. Did you think you'd win? I I thought that we had a very, very good chance because yeah. the more that we were out talking to people, the more that we were learning that people were very yeah. unhappy.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, now, so, so you win. So here, this is the first part of the story. Huge success. Marie and her team, Rachel and Jen, run they challenged the incumbent Republicans they beat them badly in the primary I mean you really crushed them they didn't take that as a conclusive answer for their career they launched a write-in campaign against you in the general election
7: absolutely the day after they lost (laughs) amazing bitter
0: bitter angry Uh, so you had to crush them again
7: Yes. And if did. I
0: remember, I think it was almost five to one. Like it was a it was a wipeout.
7: I think it was three point seven they said to one. Yeah,
0: all right, we'll round up yeah, to so four, four to up. one. You kill them. That's the yeah, bottom line. Yes. But they didn't stop at that. So you beat them in the primary. That should have been it. You should have been running unopposed. The Democrats didn't field anybody. Should have been a walk in, start the transition. Nope, they run a writing campaign. They come after you. You beat them now twice. Now tell me what this administration is doing on their way out the door.
7: So they tried to hold an illegal meeting on November 20th. We had to reach out to the prosecutor's office and the Attorney General's office to the Office on Integrity to let them know that they were having a meeting that was never advertised. So um, we were able to shut that meeting down and we thought that that was enough, but they brought that entire agenda that they were trying to secretly pass through back up on December 6th.
0: And what's the agenda? I mean, I I wanna just kind of narrow it down as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, they're essentially stripping the powers away from the mayor and yes. giving the powers to the unelected business administrator.
7: Yes, typically in the uh, ending of the year, you do minutiae, you pay bills, you don't put anything major. And yet on this agenda, they were selling property. They were changing employee contracts. There was 34 pages of uh, administrative code that was changing without even a mention of it at any other council meeting for the last three years. It was just put on the agenda and they yeah. were going to vote on it. And in one resolution, the mayor had power to execute any contract until the end of the year. And then two resolutions later, it was, we're going to strip all the powers of the incoming mayor.
0: Uh, we are, we're on our third meeting now, right? The first one, you you showed up and said, this is an illegal meeting. They shut it down. Second one, uh, I remember talking about this on the air, and Joe actually called the show. Joe LaBarbera, the Sussex County chairman. And uh, he started talking about it. And and then I had mayors from other parts, including my good friend, Mark Taylor, who's uh, the mayor of Farm Park in Morris uh, Morris County, uh, said, uh, hey, we're going to show up. We're going to get people. And I know that all of a sudden we had this groundswell and buzz. Uh, I understand almost 200 people showed oh, up.
7: It was over 200 people. That's fantastic. There was 88 people in wow. the council chambers, 178 people in the hall, and there was over 30 people waiting to get in the door. So almost
0: 300 people. Mm-hmm. So they shut it down again.
7: So they shut it down, Of yes.
0: course. Now, the next meeting is on, what, December 20th? December 20th. All right, but I understand that they're not going to take their chances. It's a Zoom meeting.
7: Yes, they're going to Zoom. They do not want to hear from the yeah. public.
0: So let let me ask you this, and I know you can't project, but your goal, you have reached out to the Attorney General's Office and the Sussex County Prosecutor. So uh, a word to the AG's office, you know, you guys have spent an awful lot of time going after parents who've wanted to stand up for their kids and be involved in the curriculum, et cetera. Uh, Maybe it's time to actually look at good government and take a long look at what's happening in Hopakong because we cannot survive if you've got outgoing politicos holding on and denying power this is an outright denial of the election results
7: and actually outgoing administration is not supposed to bind the incoming government they're not supposed to do that and this is for some reason it's happening
0: where can people go to find you is it facebook i i I know that a lot of our listeners a lot of our viewers are going to say i want to help this team i want to help speak up because what happens in hopatcong the eyes of new jersey are on this if this can happen in hopaccon it can happen anywhere Absolutely. so we have to stop it there Ta- is it facebook website so when do you want we people to have
7: go? A, our tagline is hopac on excellence so we do have a website for hopac on excellence and a facebook page for hopac on excellence
0: hopaccon excellence i will plug that i'm going to write about this tomorrow you're all watching us live here we are uh, i believe it's thursday december 14th yes. i'm pretty sure i got that yes. i don't know the days are <laughs> blending together as we run around the state uh, but marie galate Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you so much. Mayor-elect in Hopatcong. Isn't she fantastic? So uh, there is a lot to talk about. I want to wrap the show up with one more final guest. Her name is Rachel Rodriguez. Uh, Rachel was elected with Marie. She is a council member-elect, and I just wanted you to briefly meet her as we talk about um, how we restore good government. And I meant what I said there is no excuse for the state attorney general office. The the office of the attorney general should be focused on righting wrongs and making sure that people aren't cheating, usurping power and going beyond their constitutionally provided job description. And if if you have to fight this at the level of the mayor, imagine what's going on at every other level of government. Rachel, congratulations on yeah. your election. Yeah.
8: Thank
4: you. Uh, was this your first run for office?
8: It's my first run for
0: office. What, how did it happen? Did Marie come knocking on the door? <laughs> she's like, no, I'm not doing this alone. you got to help me. What happened?
8: No, so I actually, um, well, I'm a type 1 diabetic, right? So okay. if I call 911, I want to make sure somebody answers the phone when I call. Yeah. So we have a local dispatch center in Hopakon that's based at our police department. And there were um, inc- inclinations that they were trying to outsource our dispatch center. So they would no longer be really? in town. They why? To, up the county.
0: to save money? To, it's why? to save
8: money. But I think what they forget is when you sign a contract, the initial sign-up offer, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love it. But then come contract renewal, <laughs> right. you're stuck paying whatever they offer you. Right. So um, I think I wanted, for me personally, I wanted to make sure that every time somebody called 911, a whole Pack on dispatcher would answer the call.
0: That's great. I, I love that. Uh, you know, And you've heard this. We've been talking about this all show. We talked about it at the Women for Common Sense Lunch, that – it is about local. It's about 911 calls. Who's answering the call? It's about the potholes. It's about the, the level of toxins in your water supply. It's about all of these things. And that gets lost in translation. So, okay, so you decide to run, you guys get together, Hopat Kong excellence. Yep. I love it. I love the tagline. How has this journey been? And did you have any expectation that the guys you beat? Soundly, I might add, guys, if you're listening, you got clobbered. I mean, it wasn't even close. What an embarrassment. And what does it show you? It shows that when you stray and you decide to be in it for yourself instead of your constituents, the voters will repay you with a big loss. So, did you have any expectation, or did you think, okay, we won. That's it. We're moving into City Hall.
8: Um, I was actually a little astonished. Being It's my first time running. I was like, is every race this ugly? Is it always this bad? Yes. I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> In um, Jersey, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So our expectation, we were always very positive. And our mindset was not if we win, it's when we win. Yeah. When we win, this is what we're going to do for the people. And again, we were running on what was best for the community. And all these attacks we were taking were personal attacks. And I think the incumbents were forgetting that Focusing all this time and energy on us. They're forgetting. They're in there representing the people yeah. who are going to vote, you know, in the primary and in the general. And it's like their focus wasn't there. And that's why they lost.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, It's so impressive what you guys have pulled off. Well, as you know, and you heard me talking to Marie, I'm here to help. So we're going to use the power of the microphone, the power of the organizations, and make sure that there is a transition and whatever it takes to get that done. The people deserve to have their election results counted heard and your representation no Rachel, absolutely thank and you. really quick thank i just you. have to yeah. shout out
8: my husband he's a huge fan of yours um and without him and my kids dan i love you um he's my rock he's my hero and there's wow. no way i couldn't have done this without him
0: dan i'm gonna tell you you got a better half <laughs> but congratulations and uh, it does take a family and the fact that you i love that you shouted your husband out uh, dan thank you and i appreciate you listening to the show uh appreciate the support you've clearly given your wife, to pursue this journey uh, because it really is for all of us. It does take a family and it takes a community. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Great to see you. Um, All right, guys, as I wrap up today, just a couple of final thoughts from me. First of all, every guest you heard today, you didn't hear Republican talking points. You didn't hear partisan ideology. What did you hear? You heard local government matters. Mom and dad have a right to know what's being taught to their kids. Mom and dad should be the first stop when a kid is having a gender crisis or or kids are pushing them around, bullying them, all of those things. Mom and dad should be first. The Democratic majority in New Jersey has decided that the bureaucracy and the lawyer should be first, not mom and dad. That is wrong. We're going to change that. And I gave this, I'll just give you a quick part of what I said earlier at the Women for Common Sense Luncheon, and I've been repeating this theme because it is absolutely critical that we focus on what the real goal is here. The goal is to start winning again and winning for common sense, winning for practical government, winning for our communities, winning for our families, our small businesses, our first responders, winning for the American culture that has drawn so many millions from around the world to want to come here. Unfortunately, Our process of bringing these new Americans in is completely broken, and we have such weak leadership in Washington, weak leadership in Trenton, that A, every state has become a border state, and B, we are completely overrun by people who are here illegally. We need to fix that and go back to being, as Ronald Reagan talked about, that shining city on the hill, that beacon of hope for liberty and prosperity. We can do that, but we're not going to do it until we can protect that 13-year-old girl who has a right to be in the locker room without boys coming in, pretending they're girls. That's number one. We also need to teach that 13-year-old girl about American exceptionalism, American greatness. We have to stop disparaging our country and tearing down all the critical institutions, our faith, our family. All of those things need to be in place because people need help. People need help and support. That's how we get through That's number one. And then we have to think about the 33-year-old mom. That 33-year-old mom deserves to live in a neighborhood that is safe, safe from predators and criminals. We need to completely revamp our justice system, get rid of bail reform, and change the tone of law and order and turn it back on putting the criminals behind bars and empowering law enforcement. And third, we've got to stand up for that 63-year-old grandmother who has a right to stay in New Jersey in a place that is affordable for her and her family to be able to live and grow together and be there for the grandkids and see all those milestones. Too many young families are moving out and too many grandparents can't afford to move out so they just get they get pushed and crushed under the economic pressure that is caused directly by irresponsible government in Washington and in Trenton. And I will tell you this, that we had a great sellout event today Our next one's on February 1st in Mercer County. We're going to sell that one out too. I want to see you there. Please keep checking back to BillSpadia.com and follow us on social media. Be aware of what we're doing and join me because... We're joined by 143,000 members of the Common Sense Club. We're joined by women from across this state and men, families and teachers and nurses and cops and and 911 dispatchers and everyone in between, Uber drivers and truck drivers and retail workers who have all said New Jersey should be safe, sane and secure and affordable to the average person. We're going to fight to bring that back. Thank you for joining me today on Common Ground. Make sure you tune in tomorrow on New Jersey 101.5 FM, 6 to 10 a.m. And uh, again, follow me on Twitter at Bill Spadia, and I'll see you at the next one.